The book of Hebrews tonight, I'd like to get your attention. We'll go to the book of Hebrews and we'll look at chapter 12 of Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 12, I'll begin reading in verse 1. He is speaking to God's people here. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradictions of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. It's obvious from that passage of Scripture that the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul to liken the Christian life to running a race. That's what we have here in this text. And so tonight, if there is a race that Christians ought to be running, then it stands to reason that we ought to get in the race. Amen? And that's the title of my message, Get in the race. <laughs> Be a part of what God wants done on this earth by his people. Our race is like a course in which we are to run. That's the description of how the Christian life is to be lived. Uh, when I was a young man, I could run. I could run like a deer. Nobody could catch me. I used to always challenge the boys at our school because we had, I had two miles to, to walk to school and two miles to walk back. And uh, I would challenge the boys. We had a station, gas station, right on the corner by my house. And I would say to those boys, now, school is out. I'm going to run home. And if any of you can catch me, I'll buy you a bottle of pop. I never had to buy any pop. I could run like a deer. I could, I could jump fences. I could do all of that stuff. I couldn't jump over a pebble today. It's, something's happened. But I used to be able to run. And when I was in school, I played basketball. I played football. I ran track. I ran track and won every race I was ever in. And I still have the first place ribbons that I was given for running the races. Nobody could catch me. Like I say, however, something has happened. It's not that way anymore. Those days are long over. I just barely get out of bed now. It takes me a few minutes to stand up and stretch. And some of you older folks may be know what I'm talking about. 
But if you don't know, it's coming. Just wait. <laughs> it will arrive. <laughs> now, so I knew a little bit about running when I read this passage of Scripture. And God is describing the Christian life as a race to run. It's a competitive thing. We're to be running the race for God. We're to be involved in winning the race for God. Not just running, but actually winning the race for God. The path to run for all believers is mapped out for you in the Scriptures. See, when I ran like 120 low hurdles... Uh, I had to stay in my lane. My lane was marked by chalk. And if I got out of my lane and interfered with another runner, I was disqualified, see. And when I was in the 100-yard uh, dash, it was the same thing. I had my own lane to run in, marked. It was all marked out for me. Now, it's no different in the Christian life. God has marked out the pathway for us so that we can know exactly the direction he wants us to run, how he wants us to run, and what the purpose of winning that race is. It's a marvelous description here that we have. For believers, the race or the course is already chosen for us because the scripture I read says it is set before us. See, that means it's already marked out. It's already mapped out. It tells you exactly where you are to go. To set before us means literally marked out with proper limits and direction, just like a normal race. If we lined up and we jumped the gun, we all had to come back and start over. We had to wait for directions. We had to follow the rules. We had to go in the direction God wants us to go if we're going to run in the race. Now, I found out, I also um, pole vaulted, and I found out in order for me to be active and to be successful in the sporting events I was in, I had to practice. Uh, it cost me something. Sometimes I had to set aside other activities that I wanted to practice to be good at the sport I was going to be involved in. If I didn't practice, it would show up at the game, see. You wouldn't be as effective. So it sometimes takes sacrifice. I remember when we first started our football practices before the season started at school, that we had to do calisthenics. That was a horrible, horrible word. I didn't like it at all. The first day I did calisthenics, couldn't hardly get up the next morning, you know. <laughs> and But I would go to school, and we would have calisthenics again to get loosened up from the ones we suffered the day before. But gradually, as we kept doing those exercises, our bodies began to get into shape. And that enabled us to be better at the sport or at the race we were running 
once we got involved in it. So it takes sometimes uh, suffering. Sometimes it takes sacrifice. It always takes obedience to get in the race and to run it the way God wants you to run it. See. Now, the church that Jesus built is the church that has the way for the race to be run, set before us. I'd like you to go to the Revelation with me. In in chapter 3, there is a letter to one of the churches. Chapter 3, I begin reading in verse 7, the following. And to the church in Philadelphia write, that's not uh, Pennsylvania, by the way. <laughs> That's another Philadelphia. These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. He's saying to this church, I know the kind of race you're running. I know what you're doing. Did you know God knows what this church is doing? He knows what every church is doing. He knows what every child of God did on Saturday night as well as Sunday morning. I know thy works. Behold, now listen to this. I have set before thee. Same language. Same language. I have set before thee. I marked out a path and I gave you an open door. And no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hath not denied my name. All of that is involved in running the race when the Lord sets a open door before his people, before his church. This church is not the building you are sitting in. You are the church. And God wants you, not this building, to run a race. And he opens doors that he wants you to run through. He's marked it out for you. So for all believers, the course is already chosen for us. We don't have to figure out, now what course do I take? It's already run out for us. And we have a rule book. See, we have a book of instructions. Everything's in here. No doubt about what we're supposed to do if we are a companion of this book. See. Now also, the believer has to run the race in such a way. My text said that we're to run it with patience. Boy, that's a bad word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Patience is a word that most of us don't like to hear. See, I'm the kind of person that wants everything done yesterday. That's my nature. I want everything done yesterday. I get frustrated if I can't get things done. So I haven't been very good at learning to run with patience. I'm still trying that. Hope maybe if I live to be 120, I'll get it down. But right now, I'm having a little struggle with patience because I want it right now. <laughs> But he says, when you run the race, when you serve me, 
when you do what I want you to do, do it with patience. See, doesn't happen all overnight. Sometimes you got to stay at it and stay at it and stay at it. But eventually, there's a finish line to cross. See, now uh, it means patience means to last. It means that you don't run and then you stop somewhere along the course. You last throughout the course of life. It means that you are willing to even suffer and bear trials along that pathway. It's not always going to be easy when you run the race for God. It means that we are to stay under, that we're to abide that we are to remain in the race no matter what the difficulties are that we have to face. See, that was one of the things with the low hurdles that I had to run. Every once in a while, you had to jump a hurdle all the way through the race. See, so you had to be careful that you ran in such a way that you got over every one of those hurdles because hitting one of those could knock you down and you'd end up losing the race. See, there are obstacles along the way in the Christian life. That's why he said we must learn to run with patience or endurance so that we remain in the race throughout whatever difficulties there are along the way. There might be temptations. They might appear on every side. There might be a temptation to give up and to quit and to stop running but he tells us to run with patience stay at it stay at the race stay in the race don't give up the race then he also tells you that as you run in the race you got to be careful where you look i don't know if you've ever experienced this but young people try this sometimes see what happens try running and look up As you're running, you may get your nose skinned. Try running and look over to one side or the other. Try running and look behind you. You may run into a tree. See, it's important when you run in a race where you look. And Jesus gives us the answer here. He said, looking unto Jesus, what is he? The finisher. He's the one who has already finished the race. He's already waiting at the finish line, waiting for us to complete the race. See? And when you complete the race, you're going to meet Jesus. See? When Stephen completed the race and was stoned, the Son of God was standing at the finish line waiting for Stephen to come home, to finish the race. Now, uh, you can't have any greater reward in life than at the end of a successful run, you come face-to-face with Jesus. What a great experience that is. What a great uh, reward that is to be able to come face-to-face with the one who has already finished the race. So you keep your eyes on Christians because that could discourage you. You don't keep your eyes on the world because that could mislead you. What you do is you keep 
your eyes on Jesus as you are running the race. That way you don't look at the dangers on either side or the difficulties on either side or the temptations on either side because you're looking at Jesus. You're focusing your attention on him all through life as you run the Christian life. Keep your focus on Jesus. He has already run the race. He's out in front. Follow him. Don't go off to the side. He's not there. Don't go back. He's not there. He's out ahead. He has finished the race. He's always there. He is the goal that we're reaching as we run the race. You can run all the way home if you keep your eye on Jesus. See? So, running the race, while it may have some difficulties, has great reward. I want you to go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I'm going to look at uh, verse 24. Chapter 9 and verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. See, there's a price to be won. There is a prize, for instance, in the Bible called an incorruptible crown. You get that from Jesus. And you say, well, I've had people say to me, you know, I'm, I'm happy just to get to heaven. I don't want any rewards. I don't want any crowns. I'm just happy to get to heaven. They fail to realize what you're going to do with the crowns. See, when you get those crowns, you're going to lay them at Jesus' feet. If you don't have any crowns, you don't have any rewards to lay at Jesus' feet. I don't know about you, but he has done so much for me. He has meant so much in my life. I don't want to be empty-handed. I want something to give my Lord as an expression of thanks for all that he has done for me. See, I want some crowns. I want some rewards that will stimulate you and help you stay in the race, knowing that there are crowns, there are rewards for you to receive. I want you to look at the book of Acts for a moment in chapter 13. Here in the 13th chapter, there's a very interesting verse. Verse 25. Now, this verse talks about a man by the name of John the Baptist. You know, I noticed in the Bible that there was a man by the name of John the Baptist. I've never seen one named John the Methodist or John the Catholic or John the Presbyterian or uh, anything else. But I do see one called John the Baptist. I like that. Bible says concerning him, verse 25, and as John fulfilled his course. He said, Whom think ye that I am? I am not he. But behold, there cometh one after me whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to loose. John the Baptist was the forerunner, again the race, of Jesus. He was to prepare the way for the coming of Christ. 
and he declared when they thought he might be Christ that he was not the Christ. He made sure that he did not exalt himself above the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is said of John that he finished his course. Now, somebody might say, well, how do you correlate that with the fact that he got his head cut off and his head was served on a platter? Well, folks, when his head was cut off, before it stopped rolling, he had finished his course. See, he had run the race that God assigned to him. He had finished the course. And John the Baptist is enjoying today the rewards of one who was a successful finisher. I've met a lot of starters. I'm interested in finishers. I'm sure that other, the missionaries here from the Philippines have seen some starters that never finished. And Lucy's seen some starters that never finished. I've seen a lot of them that started out, even started out with me when I was a Bible college student, and they never finished. I want to be a finisher, not just a starter. So there are crowns to win. John the Baptist was a runner that fulfilled the course. He completed his course. He finished it. Paul the Apostle not only got in the race, Paul the Apostle stayed in the race. Paul the Apostle not only stayed in the race, but he ran the race lawfully. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. He ran it lawfully, just like God told him to run the race. He not only ran it lawfully, but he finished the race. He crossed the finish line and he won a prize. He won the prize of being in the very presence of his Lord and his Savior, Jesus Christ. So, ladies and gentlemen, we all have a race to run. It's not just a race for preachers or missionaries. It's a race for every child of God, running for Jesus, running the race to please him, running the race to do his will, running the race to carry out his wishes and run and run and run until you finish. May God help us never to fall short of finishing the race. 